the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. When Women Give, what an interesting subject, the adventure of a generous life. We have a special guest, Kim King, with us. She was a former corporate lawyer for Exxon, and she did other things, too. We want to find out about her life. She joins us. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, I have to start by asking, women are not cheap. or I mean, why, It says when women give, so women can be very generous, but what was the, um, the inspiration behind you writing this book? Do you want more people, to more women to give? Uh, yes, and to uh, give more generously. And that is not to say that women are not generous now. Uh, the real point is that uh, now and certainly in the future, women are going to have significant control and responsibility over financial resources, personal financial resources in the United States. And so uh, while we may be giving well now, uh, we have uh, a wonderful opportunity um, as we have this responsibility. Now, do you feel like the women, they don't look to their husbands still, or do they, and say, hey, you know, what do I give here? I mean, uh, do you want women to break away from that whole thing or is it is that old school or or uh, how are they to be more independent as givers i think um for many uh, women it will be to be engaged in the giving conversation with their husbands um and it may be true that traditionally uh, men made the financial decisions in the family um, but my sense is more and more the couples make those decisions together uh, and that the giving decisions are part of those decisions. Uh, one of the studies that I looked at actually said women made uh, more than uh, half of the time women made the giving decisions. So there, it may be something that's already, so to speak, um, delegated to the wife uh, hmm. and but also, women are going to be um, the primary uh, financial steward of family resources for a good portion of their lives. So maybe the men are the ones that are too, uh, <laughs> you know, they spend that money in a football game or whatever. It is, you know, that maybe maybe the women are more practical. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you know, I think personally, I think that people just have different areas where they're. Um, more likely to uh, spend, um, I don't want to be over-stereotypical, but often women are very um, focused on the children, protective of the family, and so they think of uh, financial resources through that lens. Um, They uh, give because they are uh, wanting to change the world and largely believe by changing the world that will be a better place for others but also their children Hmm. and their grandchildren and their you know their descendants so that's that's uh, their focus, which may yeah. be different. Well, I want our audience to know about you because you're very humble. I mean, if I was a corporate lawyer for Exxon for over 30 years, I'd be telling everybody, look how smart I am, but you're a humble lady. And I want our audience to know that Kim King, she's a member of the leadership team of Women Doing Well. It's an affiliate of Generous Giving that provides education and tools for women to facilitate generosity. And she previously served as an attorney once again for Exxon Mobil Corporation over 30 years. And she continues to privately practice assisting nonprofits and the underserved. She lives in Houston, Texas. I feel like I'm doing a game show. Welcome, Kim. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what, 
What was your life like, though, uh, 30 years as a corporate lawyer? And was that before or during when you were a Christian? I, I was a Christian. I, I've been a Christian most of my life. Uh, when I began work with, uh, with Exxon, that then merged with Mobile and became Exxon Mobile, I, uh, I, uh, I was, uh, I began right out of law school. Mm-hmm. And immediately, I was uh, working long hours, um, learning as fast as I could the things that I needed to learn. Within that law department, you would be moved in your assignments rather frequently. So uh, with every assignment, you're, you're more or less starting over and learning an area of law. Uh, it was exciting. Uh, it was you know, intellectually challenging mm-hmm. because of the people that I worked with, the issues that we had to deal with. Um, I had the opportunity to travel some places in the world that I probably would not have seen otherwise. Um, and and so it was a life of primarily work. I was busy working long hours for many, many years. Hmm. I'm sure. And you got paid well, too, <laughs> you know, I imagine. But uh, they don't just take anybody. They take the best of the best of the best. And so uh, it sounds like... Uh, and Now, as far as the influence, as far as money goes, what did you learn from working for ExxonMobil, being a corporate attorney? And how did this all turn out to be, um, I don't know, kind of motivation for, for giving? Uh, did you notice things about good, healthy organizations and the way they give. I mean, you talk about a lot of wonderful things in your book. You know, what is my God-given purpose and passion? And then we want to get to a an area that I like, which is how to pick a good organization. But uh, any relation between working at ExxonMobil and learning about giving? I think... Uh, were they cheap over there? <laughs> no. No. I mean, they were... Um, they are actually... Um, significant corporate donors to a number of organizations. Um, but I guess what I, I would say is by being part of that organization, uh, having my own budget, um, you learn financial management. Uh, you learn to appreciate uh, investing for the long term, which is required hmm. in the energy business. Uh, and you learn how to appreciate risk and when to take risks. And I think all of those are relevant to making personal financial decisions, including giving. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the adventure of a generous life. So, I mean, talking about your life personally, tell me about your adventure and uh, what kind of adventure would you like other women to have? Well, I think, I think the adventure principally is being directly involved in what God is doing in the world. Okay. And we often say we would like to see a miracle, but we may just need to get closer to where God's performing the miracles to see them. Hmm. Uh, and that means being involved with those who are on the front line of addressing the many issues we have here in this world, uh, as well as evangelism. And while we may not be called to go, we can certainly be partners with them in what they're trying to do uh, back here by giving, praying, and, and sometimes being directly involved with our time and talent. That's the adventure. We will meet. I've met people I would never have met before. I've learned things uh, that I, I didn't know before. Um, and it is a lot of fun. 
to be with God as he is doing things in the world. So when you go to a restaurant, it says in the back of your book, how much do I give? <laughs> do, you don't pull out the uh, the tape calculator or anything or double the tax. I mean, you, are you thinking in terms of, you know, how is the, uh, the waiter, the waitress, the service? Or are you thinking, Lord, I, I want to give from the abundance of my heart? I mean, how spiritual does it get for you when you give? Um. I feel like the Holy Spirit leads me at t- at to specific situations and times to give like that, uh, the impromptu giving. And yes, uh, sometimes it's um, giving extra money to uh, a waiter or a waitress. Um, I remember a time when um, I was in a town and I was eating um, at a, an IHOP. And this this particular IHOP was near a college campus and it was full of college students working um, and um, they were if you've been in one you know they're working hard oh yeah I go there <laughs> so, uh, I went up to um, in this place you paid at the cash register uh, I went up to pay and um, my waiter came to take my payment and then when it was over with I gave him um, a $100 bill. Ooh. And he almost, I mean, he was just about to jump out of his shoes. I just was about to. <laughs> I w- and I was thinking, I'm not sure he's ever seen a $100 bill. Hmm. And, um, and so that was just fun, just making somebody's day. But sometimes it's just as simple as um, giving a, a really nice tip. So why are we so tight? I mean, if people are really honest, why don't we want to part with money? Why aren't we generous? I think fear is behind a lot of it. For some, it's money is a source of security. That's why sometimes it's easier to give time and talent than it is to give money, because we don't have our security in our time and talent. Hmm. And we do in our, in our money. And I think that's a... A large part of it. I think there's sort of an unspoken attitude of, I worked very hard for this money, uh, and I want to be real careful about how I how I give it away to someone that I don't know. Um, and so, I think that's part of our challenge. Is I worked hard, I earned it. It's my money. Mm, that's a good point. That makes sense. I mean, does it pain you? You see married couples where sometimes there's just an agreement. You know, I pay with mine and you pay with yours and we don't do things together that way or put the money in a big pot. And uh, sometimes you see that. But um, how do you feel about that? Well, I think couples have different ways of doing it. Um, I think uh, many couples will come together and talk about here's what we're going to give and who should we give it to. And there's, you know, compromise. Uh, I know couples where uh, the husband and wife, their um, their passions are just so different. They just basically divide the pot for the year. And, you know, you go give to your organizations and I'll go give to mine. Uh, they do talk and seek each other's opinion and, and ask questions, but they really realize that they have very, very different passions. So what made you write about giving? I mean, what was it about your life? You're doing fine as a corporate attorney and... Uh, you say you're still practicing, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. 
That's wonderful. I mean, and so, and but what was it though about your own life where you say, I need to write this book? Well, what happened to me, um, I didn't expect. Um, I was part of a group that was invited to lunch by a local businessman. The group was from my church, group of friends. And we went to lunch, and the whole purpose was he wanted to invite us to uh, attend an event, and he was going to pay the registration fee. And that event was a celebration of generosity, uh, hosted by Generous Giving. And that, that event, it was over several days, the purpose of the event is to inspire generosity. They don't ask for money. They won't even take money. Um, and they, they, and there I heard uh, biblical teaching about generosity. And I heard people talk about giving extravagantly. Mm. And what really struck me was how joyful they were. And, and I wanted that joy. And then putting it all together, I realized, well, this is why I have been blessed with more than I need. Uh, and it's to be more involved in what God is doing in the world. And I wanted that. And so it was a real epiphany for me. I see. Uh, an entirely different look at money, a life-changing hmm experience for me. So I came back and um, I, I did a number of things, uh, but one of the things I typically do is when I want to understand how to do something, I start looking for a book. And I saw a number of books on why give. Randy Alcorn's book is an example. Uh, the basis for giving, biblical basis and need for giving. Um, but I didn't find any Christian books on how at that time, and particularly none for women or written by a woman. And I kind of wanted that woman's perspective uh, on it. Uh, and so... Is there yeah. is there a perspective, though? I mean, would you say that there is a, um, an inclination, a certain way about women that only women can understand when it comes to giving that men have no clue? No, I... I no. Oh, darn. I was hoping there was. <laughs> I would say, you know... Well, for instance, 95% of my book uh, is applicable uh, to, to men. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference. One, there are stories of women giving generously okay, uh, in different circumstances. Uh, and that was encouraging to me. Um, there also is um, you know, some information about how much opportunity there is for women. And the other thing I address are some of the challenges. And I think we share many of these, men and women, but there's a, there can be a particular slant on it for the two. For instance, um, I talk about spending and why we spend what we do. Uh, and uh, uh, for, for women, it's largely a desire to fit in okay or a desire that their children have what they need and fit in uh, for men there's a there's an element of competition there keeping up with the Joneses and, and, and wanting to show that they have been successful that they're a good provider so those are those are slightly different motivations for spending 
um, that can lead to spending more than giving. Um, so are you still going to IHOP or what? I mean, is that they're probably wait, they can't wait to to wait on you when you when you show up. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm That's the lady with a hundred dollars. You know, and I don't even know why I have a hundred dollar bill. It's not like I walk around. <laughs> hey, we need some help at the radio station here. The uh, the program. I was gonna. <laughs> Well, I want to say, you know, you, you, uh, we want to talk more about this, but I was going to say you go into your corporate mode, which I'm glad that you do, and you talk about how do I identify a good organization. I, that was my favorite chapter of the book, to be honest. Yeah, because I, I have found, now I work for some good companies, but I have found that I have also not discerned what a good organization. Then I look back and I see all these red flags, which I want to run through with you, you know, if we, if you have time there, because, um, it, 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 this book would have been helpful just as far as identifying a good organization. And, uh, do you think we jump in so quickly? We in hoping that, you know, you, you mentioned so many things in your book and I, I had a bookmark for just a second here where, um, it's, it's important though, isn't it? That we make sure that we get in. This is about our livelihood. Well, that's right. I think each person, um, the way I look at it, there, there's a certain um, level of giving that is not worth the time. Hmm. Okay. Uh, for instance, you know, if I give to uh, the Girl Scouts because of a neighbor's child, I'm not going to go look into are the Girl Scouts a good organization. But, but as you give more, as you find those organizations you want to give more to, maybe want to be more involved with, then, then uh, we need to do due diligence. We, we probably spend more time doing research on the car we're going to buy yeah. or the school we're going to put our children in mm-hmm. uh, than do, um, who we're going to give to. Well, I mean, I'm talking about just as far as picking a company to work for. Even, I mean, I, I think you could glean a lot just from this chapter, how to identify a good organization, and you talk about board members and really asking some good questions. That's right. I, You know, I come from that background, the business background, and I think a lot, not to take away the faith element and the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the organization, but uh, I do think um, we are to give wisely. That means the organization has to be well run, and I think a lot of the uh, time-tested ways of doing that come from the business world. Absolutely. I mean, let me ask you: if you knew an organization and they said that we've um, we've changed now, where where you don't have the retirement fund available, <laughs> <laughs> that the retirement fund we had it, but now we don't have that anymore. And uh, let's just say, hypothetically, you're visiting and and uh, you show receipts and they say, well, that $4 receipt for the water, I don't know if, you know, that's such a good idea to, you know, and I mean, these are little nitpick, nickel and dime red flags. I mean, you probably wouldn't work for an organization like that. No, I mean, those are signs uh, of two things. Um, one of two things. One, they are seriously strapped for money. Mm hmm. Uh, and one would want to understand why that is, what mm. has happened. Um, and then the second thing, it could could be just an attitude um, that is not an attitude of love in general. Mm. I, I, I do think how an organization treats its own employees is very important. 
Yes. So even in a charitable organization, if they do great work on the outside, uh, but they're not discipling and caring for their own employees and volunteers, then I, I have some reservation. Absolutely. I mean, because sometimes you can be blinded by just, uh, I don't know, you, you have an opportunity, but you don't look far enough and ask the questions and things like yeah. that. But uh, anyway, I thought that was an interesting uh, part of the book. And then you also talk about what is my God-given purpose and passion. That's probably my second favorite chapter. Uh, what kind of responses do you get to your book? And I guess that chapter is probably uh, reaches a lot of people. Purpose and passion. Too many people don't find that either. Yes, yes. And purpose is something, uh, as I write about it and think about it, it we're, we're kind of hardwired in a certain way with certain abilities, um, talents, uh, maybe physical abilities as well. Um, and that, that's going to help us with purpose. Um, passion, on the other hand, is something that could change during our lives. We, and even in the giving era, we may be passionate about, say, education. Uh, but then we get exposed uh, in our local city to human trafficking. And so our passion can change. Um, finding both is a way of zeroing in on how we are to give our money as well as our time and our talent if we have those available. Um, and it gives you a great way or great excuse or reason to say no to the many other organizations that are going to ask you to give. Uh, and that's, that can bring a lot of peace. So, I mean, are you still working with corporations that way as far as uh, the corporate world? Or are you looking now, it says here, you know, in the back of your book, nonprofits. Has uh, that been a part of a, a change for you or are you still knocking heads with the corporate bigwigs? <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm strictly in um, in the nonprofit world and and small nonprofits. Uh, I tend to gravitate toward those that are beginning to grow a little bit. Uh, they're small and a lot of you know they'll have a handful of volunteers, maybe one employee, <laughs> and um and so I've enjoyed um, just uh, bringing some perspective from the business world that I. That I got from Exxon Mobil. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I do, you know, now more than anything. So in terms of uh, Exxon Mobil, no, I don't do any work, you know, for them uh, anymore. They got a a passel of good lawyers. They don't need me. I could picture you somehow having like your own legal Zoom for women, helping women and and women entrepreneurs and making it very. I don't know. I could see that, really. I'm looking at your book right here. And um, so what other things would you like you know, our audience to know, women, men, about, uh, about the adventure of a generous life? I mean, what, what would you like to address as far as the human heart so that people can really change? I'm sure people know they're not giving enough. The people walk by, the deacons or the elders with a plate, and uh, they hold it close to their chest. And, you know, maybe we get a little uptight with that. How can we change? Yeah. Let me offer a, a, a couple of things. Um, first of all is the recognition that when you give, there are really two steps of faith. One is the step that to let go of the money, and the other is who you give it to. Uh, and if we wait for 100% certainty, we will never give. The second thing I would share 
is that we are hardwired to get great joy from being generous, from giving. Um, we are made in the image of God, and He is generous, and uh, He gets great joy for being generous with us. In much the same way, we are generous with others. And it's interesting that science now has proven that, in fact, when we give, there's a part of our brain that lights up and we experience joy. I guess the final thing uh, that I would say is giving is liberating. We may not really realize how entrapped we are by uh, money, the things that money can uh, buy for us until we make the decision um, that we are going to live in freedom uh, from that uh, and live generously. And once we, it's a journey, once we begin this journey, um, as someone said, it's addicting. Yeah, it seems, that's what I'm gathering from you, that you were genuinely changed when you went to that uh, conference and obviously to write a book. And so how, how is the Kim King different today than, than back even when you were you know, making a lot of money as a corporate lawyer? How, how are you uh, more, I guess, at, at peace with God and, and with your adventure of giving? I, I think that uh, I am free... I'm more free from uh, thinking about what others are thinking about me, uh, which drives a lot of um, spending and that kind of thing. Uh, I also have the freedom from worrying about the future, trusting God to uh, care for me. Um, and I think that um, that I am more alert to the opportunities to have fun Hmm. Money, uh, which comes with the giving. Uh, so it's a way to connect yourself to other people. It's not just a way to buy things. Yes. And the other thing I would say about me is that I feel closer to God. You know, I ask the question, why does God want us to give anyway? If he wanted someone else to have the money, why not just give it to them? There's that efficiency hmm. from the business world. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and what I have discovered is that he is all about relationship and about being with him. And so he invites us to join him in the generosity, in what he's doing in the world, because he wants to be with us, and he wants us to be with him. And that mm. is what I've realized. Yeah, I mean, God loves a cheerful giver. We hear that all the time. I'm just not sure people feel that same cheerfulness. A lot of times they say, well, I know God loves a cheerful giver, but do I want to be a cheerful giver? But uh, like you say, that when your heart is joyful and in tune with God and you are feeling cheerful, and I guess you feel God's joy as well when you give. You mentioned money is a heart matter and only God can change the heart. So we can begin praying, you say, for our loved ones to gain a vision of God's generosity. Our goal is to encourage them in a manner that doesn't lead to guilt, but enables them to experience the joy of giving. So interesting. And so uh, do you have a prayer for uh, for our audience before we go? Once again, Kim King has been our special guest. The book, When Women Give, The Adventure of a Generous Life. And just so you know, women are entrepreneurs, you say, highly paid professionals and leaders in business. We are marrying later. 
Women are also likely to manage the family money for a significant portion of their lives. And many of us have skills, time, and money to give. And so you address women in this book, although it's for men as well. Will you pray for everybody so that we can maybe have that same insight or feel joyful about giving the way God does? Yes, yes, I'll be happy to. Heavenly Father, thank you for the many ways that you're generous with us. You've given us homes, met our needs, yes. given us families, you've given us the education and talents and abilities and health that we've needed to work, you've given us employment, we, we can't begin to thank you for all your blessings. We know everything we have is from you and we open our hands and hold it up and give it back to you to use for the, your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you have a word also for all the lawyers out in the world? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Give. (laughs) You heard it, lawyers. Give. Kim King says so. Go get the book, When Women Give, The Adventure of a Generous Life. We appreciate you being on the program. 